1: You're listening to the Eyes on
0: Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson.
2: Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number one seventy-five. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary alongside Mitch Anderson. Mitch, how you doing, Scrooge?
3: Not great. Um, (laughs) Yes, it's um, two days before Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone. Um, But I'm also exhausted. I'm absolutely exhausted. We did this thing for the solstice where we're, we, we decided to celebrate, and I'm using air quotes here, uh-huh. um, by having a campout, and I'm using air quotes again, because all we did is we, we kind of pitched an um, inflatable mattress in the basement, and the kids slept on the futon. We watched movies type of thing. Okay. We went out stargazing, and then we came back and did that with the gingerbread house and whatnot.
2: That's cool.
3: Um, except the inflatable mattress did not stay inflated at all. Mm. Like twice throughout the night, it just... <laughs> deflated so we're sitting on the floor and like the kids aren't falling asleep because they think it's fun time party time on yeah, the yeah. futon so like i'm i this was two days ago and i'm still toast i'm just done again <laughs> it's 9 12 and i'm going please get me to bed oh no poor,
2: poor so mitch i'm sorry i no. tried
3: to like fuel myself up i had a pickle some uh cheese cranberries strawberries just like fruits for some sugars some a pickle for some salt and some protein out of the cheese and i'm drinking water just to kind of get the energy levels up it is not working
2: yeah i'm i i'm gonna make a suggestion to switch to uh whiskey for the mailbag show and that might do the trick
3: i think i might do that i think i'm gonna do that
2: for sure (laughs) maybe that'll Uh, put me right
3: out though
2: uh, oh boy (laughs) oh my god what's going on with you man just some last minute holiday prep over here but uh excited to see the fan in in a, in a smaller circumstances than usual. Obviously it's not going to be our, our regular Christmas. Um, but it's, it's still a a nice time to just, I don't know, sit back and be thankful for some things, you know?
3: Yeah, fair enough. I'm, Gonna see my family for like two hours. Yeah, that's the thing that that bums me out the most is that that's my favorite part of Christmas: is sitting, eating, drinking, and then eating a lot of gravy with my family. And I can't really do that. That's my favorite part, and I can't do it because of COVID and people not wearing masks and being
2: idiots. I know, I know. It it, it sucks. It does, but we'll make the most of it. So, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you, listening. We appreciate you all year round, but just a little extra for uh, this time. So, Mitch, we got some uh, pretty big news this week in terms of uh, a crap ton of key dates, and we got a schedule today. So uh, we got a lot to dissect here, wherever you want to start this thing.
3: Yeah, well, the hockey's back, baby. In case you didn't get the memo, it is back. January 13th, the regular season begins. It doesn't begin until January 14th for the Islanders, but we'll get to the schedule itself. But not only did they agree to start on a specific date, they stuck to it, and then... Every oh the framework for everything started flooding out because we have what like thirteen days, not even no seventh. We have twenty days till the season starts.
2: Yeah, it's it's gonna come flying and it's gonna be here before you know it. And like Mitch said, there are a ton of, a ton of key dates. We got the schedule today, which we pretty much knew what this. We didn't know the order in which the teams were gonna play, but you're playing each team in your division eight times to make up the fifty-six game season. Uh, and it, it's going to go quick. It's 17 weeks. There's some weeks where the Islanders are playing four games a week. There's only six back-to-backs, which I thought there would be more. So I guess that's a positive. But um, it, it's going to be a hectic run here, Mitch.
3: Oh, absolutely. Well, you're right. Like I thought there would be a lot more back-to-backs in this regular season schedule. And, of course, we're seeing a lot of... Um, back-to-back games against the same opponent. So, like, it may not be back-to-back nights, but, like, they'll play the Rangers in, in uh, twice. They'll play the Sabres twice or the Flyers twice. Uh, no, no three-game series, no four-game series either, although I'm sure that's a thing for the Canadian division just because there's only seven teams as opposed to the eight. Right. Uh, but uh, we're going to get sick of the Rangers. That's for darn sure. Uh, specifically at the end, I think they play in back-to-back nights twice in April. Uh, yes. So that's going to be intense But you're right Like the, the games come quick and fast Like there, there are four in the opening Or three in the first four nights of the season mm-hmm. For they play 14th, 16th, 18th, right? Rangers, yes. Rangers, Boston Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's going to be like that throughout Like they have two four-day breaks In February, I think it is February or March I forget exactly which one And that's it Like there's no three-day breaks Anywhere in the schedule Two days max
2: Yeah, right So you're not going to have a day without hockey for a long time. Not just for, for the entire league, not just the Islanders. Obviously, the Islanders are going to have days off. But if you're just a, a fan of the NHL and the sport, boy, are you in luck because you're going to have, what, four, five months straight of just hockey every single day. Every single day. Like I think they, they showed in April. The
3: last two weekends of the regular schedule have two 15-game nights. 15 games a night. That's That's nuts. nuts. Oh, man. And multiple, like, 11, 10, 12 game nights throughout the season. It's going to be intense. Uh, Now, we don't know when the games are at at, in terms of time or Mm -hmm. where they are. As far as we know, they're still going to be in in home buildings. uh, And I would assume the times are going to be regular times, like 730 starts for us here on the eastern coast. Uh, So we'll see. But, like, man, this schedule, I'm stoked. I'm I'm super yeah. stoked for this thing to get started.
2: No, absolutely. We've been waiting for this for a long time. So um, we've had pretty much two off seasons in the in the year 2020 with all the time off. So to have a sustained run is going to be really exciting. And not only is you know, do we find out the puck drop date, but we do have other dates as well that we could talk about the trade deadlines, April 12th. The end of the regular season is May eighth, so you have like three weeks after the trade deadline. and Then the season's over, and then July is gonna be nuts. So you have obviously we'll assume the Stanley Cup Finals gonna end in early July. Based on it, all depends on how much each series goes and stuff like that. But the expansion the expansion draft is July twenty one. The regular draft is that Friday and Saturday, the twenty third and the twenty fourth, and then free agency is that next Wednesday, the twenty eighth. So through July, the next seven months are just going to be insane, Mitch. Man, oh,
3: that one week, right? That, that's one week of three marquee events on the NHL calendar. Expansion draft that everyone's been waiting for. That's going to be potentially huge for the Islanders. Perhaps the Seattle Kraken take someone with a huge cap hit. In a flat cap situation, that's huge. Although I imagine the Seattle Kraken will leverage their situation going like, oh no, we're going to take... I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, Parker witherspoon that's the guy we really want, not Nick Letty. Oh, he's such a bum. We oh, wait, you're going to give us a second, then we'll take Nick Letty. Thank you very much.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see the direction that that goes, but thinking back to 2017, that was such an interesting time and the Islanders ended up, you know, trading a draft pick so that they would take uh, Grabowski, which was uh Interesting, but um, I, I wonder if we'll see something like that this year. But I just I have so many thoughts right now. It's just so much going on at one time, and the Islanders still have a lot to do before uh, training camp opens on July third. Like Matthew Barzal does not have a contract, Matt Martin doesn't have a contract, Andy Green doesn't have a contract, and uh, Corey Schneider, all who you know, all those guys we were assuming are going to be here for this upcoming season, and uh, we're a little over a week away from. Uh, training camp opening so
3: yeah that, that and we have a a typical like 3-day shutdown coming up like usually the NHL has nothing happening on the 24th, 25th, 26th right mm-hmm. nothing ha- there's usually no games scheduled nothing's happening then um so assume the same thing happens although i don't know if you can uh, with only 10 days before like you said training camp opens you take 3 days out that's you have 1 week to do all of your business yeah, m- maybe Lou does it because you know if you have time take it but like Lou Oh, man, uh, we'll get to it in a second, but I have some, some heavy FOMO feelings going on right now.
2: No, a- absolutely, but, like, yes, obviously we are both thrilled that the season is coming up. At the same time, there's still a little bit of me that's like, holy crap, the Islanders still have work to do, and, like, this thing is coming, like, now. So, um, it's, again... Should be hectic time. We've been saying this for months. It feels like I feel like the lat our last ten podcasts have been. <laughs> oh, the things are going to start to heat up soon. The Islanders are going to start to make moves once they figure out the dates. Then the guys are going to be signed. Well, it's like, all right, man, everything's in the clear. Like let's figure this <laughs> out, man. Put the berries down for five minutes and let's go. <laughs>
3: You're right, because we've been, like, setting him up, like, okay, or or knocking him down, I should say, like, you know, Lou's been setting up dominoes, we've been knocking him down, going like, alright, we got that one out of the way, that one's gone, lo and behold, Lou's behind us going like, ha ha ha, we're sucking on Werther's or something, putting up new dominoes every time we knock him down, like... You know, the season schedule begins, knock a domino down. Uh, the schedule is set, knock a domino. Lose like, oh, but Christmas. Oh, but Friday. Right? Like, just arbitrary de- dominoes, it seems. Because you're going, what is happening here? But there's no reason, it seems, that this can't be this hard. J.P. Barry said it himself, we've been in constant communication. Right. Come on now. Like you should know at this point the financial implications, the seasonal implications, so on and so forth. Like this should be down to a, like are we signing today or not?
2: With how things went with the Devon Taze trade and the Ryan Pulak signing, I'm I'm almost positive Lou is just trying to troll me specifically because it's always <laughs> at like very inopportune times, like when I'm right about to leave work or sitting down to dinner. So my guess is that on January 31st, on New Year's Eve, at around 5 p.m., we're going to get a Matt Barzell contract drop, which is just going to be one last FU from uh, Lou Rillo <laughs> to, to Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson for uh, yeah. 2020.
3: Just like how he's got ring cams, but just reversed into our homes, and everyone else's homes really just be like, well, oh, they've all left. Go, 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 go. Yeah, <laughs> nah, yeah. We're on the bus towards, I guess no one's going anywhere, so like maybe that is not a good time for him. Right? No one's going anywhere.
2: True. Yeah, good point. It's, I don't know. It's a whole thing, though.
3: It is. Like, Lou likes to take his time, and it's clearly he's taking his time to do something. He's crossing all his T's, dotting all his I's, making sure that this very important contract negotiation goes through as exactly as he wants. Uh, and the, as the Islanders want. Uh, clearly, the owners are not worried at all, right? Like, everything we've heard from them specifically recently is like, don't talk to me about Matthew Barzal because, like, it's hands-off for me. Lou's our hockey guy. Lou t- takes care of the hockey thing, and I, I and I have full faith in him, says John Ledecky. You know what? So do I. Mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm stressed, for sure, because why wouldn't I? But I have full faith in Lou knowing what he's going to do. And it's not like Matthew Barzell is sitting there... F- you know, fending off offers from every single team in the no. NHL. So it, it really, it, there's, there's nowhere for him to go, nowhere for him to, to, to do. And like, why wouldn't he be, I want to be here. He said back-to-back success with the Islanders in terms of making the playoffs, getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they're going to have basically the same team with a better goalie. Why the hell wouldn't he want to stay here, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, that that's a great point. Um, It, it very much seems like, he wants to be here. I know we got that impression from the, the last big guy who was here, but um, I don't think people realize just how rare that decision to to leave was from him. Uh, anyway, anyway, uh, it, that's not what this is about. He, he is going to sign. It's just my inner anxiety just being like, I want this now. And Lou's like, hold on a second. We got to finish dinner first before we could have our dessert. And I'm just like the spoiled brat. Like, I want the dessert right now, which is the contract. <laughs> Exactly,
3: um, so how about we talk about the things that are making us feel yes. like we're, we're missing out on this? Because like other teams have not stopped doing things.
2: No, it's been pretty much the last week has been a, a very busy week. If you go on Cap Friendly and look at the uh, the signings, there were a couple, and and today a couple that were uh, pretty nice too. Your your boy Halla got signed.
3: Seven signings were done today. Eric Hall, I don't know what you call him, my boy. I'm not. He's fine. But signed 1.75 million dollars. Eric Holla did, uh, according to Cap Friendly. Uh, Of course, that still needs to be verified, but it seems that 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 is the case. One way, one year deal with the uh, Nashville Predators for a guy who was making 2.75. So he has a million less. He took a million less, and he put up like you know decent numbers last year. 24 points had
2: 55 points just two years ago. So is Derek Brassard going to have to pay the Islanders to play for them? Is that how that's going to work <laughs> now?
3: It, it might, right? Like you take off a million dollars, it's $200,000. Like that That's below league minimum, last <laughs> I
2: checked. Right. Like these guys are taking significant discounts and I get it. Like there's not a lot of money to go around. It's not a good time to sign a long-term deal. So, um, I'm not surprised that people are signing for pennies on the dollar, but, uh, Again, it sucks when it's all quiet, at, quiet at the Western Front over here for uh, the Islanders.
3: Yeah, because you got teams making moves like all over the place. So Buffalo just signed Casey Middlestat. I think that's how you pronounce his name, uh, which was a first round pick, yeah, eighth overall pick in twenty seventeen. You know, maybe didn't have a, a great uh, start in the NHL. You know, twenty five points his first year, nine points last year in thirty one games. But this is still an eighth overall center. Uh, signed to a one-year $874,000 deal. That's, but like, they're still making deals and like cap-friendly deals. If, if you know, I, I can part of, uh, steal the word here. Um, That is a cheap deal. That's below a million for a kid. Yeah, he hasn't played well, but like he's an eighth overall pick. There's something there or there should be, Right. Specifically in twenty seventeen, that's not very far away. No. Uh but you have teams making death moves and, and and just not even death moves, but like serious roster moves, like the devils locking up Mackenzie Blackwood for three years.
2: Right. It's I don't know. I, I understand where you come from with the with the FOMO on that one, my man. When you said that today, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm starting to feel it. Like these other teams are doing stuff and it's very much so okay, we're waiting over here, but um, the rest of the league has woken up and we're just waiting for the Islanders to do the same.
3: Right, like Tampa signed Volchen- uh, Volkov, Matthew Joseph, which are still, you know, th- those are depth players, but they- they've they been able to do that. Eric Cernak has signed mm-hmm. $2.9 million. Jan Ruda also signed to $1.3 million cap hit. Like, they- they're making moves. Yes, they found out that, um, maybe not found out is the right word, but, um, oh God, why can't I think of his name? I can see his face. Kucherov. Thank you. Um, Kutrov is out for at least the regular season it seems. Um, that that is not that is not what they want, obviously. Like they would like to keep him on the ice, but that right. frees up cap space for them and now they can figure out how they go forward. For us, it was like, well, wasn't the Johnny Boychuk thing us figure out our cap situation? Now we can go forward.
2: Can, can we not? <laughs> what is going on here? Uh, that's a very fair point, and I, I kind of feel the same way. Um and there there's not much time cuz we're not you're not expecting anything to happen the 24th, 25th, 26th. So then that's what the 27th through the 2nd. How much and you're not nothing's going to happen the 1st probably either. So how many days are we really talking here? Maybe five. One, yeah. Yeah, maybe 5 days right? before the training camp anyways. Right, exactly. So my my issue not issue issue makes it seem like that there's a reason for concern. It's not it's just a matter of like can this happen already like I don't know I, I feel almost like I don't know what the right word is but I feel bad for complaining because I, I think something eventually is going to get done it's just like I I would like it to happen now
3: yeah and that's the thing right you're seeing other teams make moves and you're going why can't we do the same right it's like keeping up with the joneses type of thing mm-hmm. and, and we all have it and it's not to say that any of us want to make these moves none of us are going like dang it we weren't able to sign michael frolic no like uh, you know some of us might say like oh i really wish we, they would have signed eric Halla," or it would have been cool to bring in anthony du at <laughs> none of the 50 thousand dollars on his cap it last year right um but those are the moves the Islanders need to make. Those, those they they might be good moves, right? And and if you're an advocate for bringing in Eric Hall or an advocate for Anthony Duclair, there's no re, there's no um there's nothing wrong with that 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 take, right? Like they're good players and they might fit well within the system. That's not desperately what the Islanders need. They desperately need a goal scorer. They're not going to find one that's for some reason they magically fall upon 5 million dollars on the cap for some right. reason. I don't know why they would do that, but if they magically find five million dollars, then you can maybe entertain the idea of going after Hoffman. Maybe I, I'm not saying that they need to only do that, and that's the one player they can only get him, and that's it. Just saying that's the type of guy that might, you know, that that has the pedigree we're looking for.
2: Correct, as as an example, which is a good one because he's a potential thirty goal scorer who might be on the market for, like you said, five million dollars. Which uh, I would sign up for that. It's just a matter of if they could figure out the cap from there.
3: Yeah, how they figure out adding Parsal at seven, like you said before, uh, Martin at one, green at maybe a one and a quarter, uh and and the Corey Schneider, although that's probably gonna be a taxi squad move, so it won't count. But yeah. we we've already talked ourselves into nine plus million dollars and we have three point
2: nine. Unless unless we're like banishing lad to wherever they sent Johnny Boychuk.
3: Right, so you add Johnny Boychuk to the mix, you have nine point nine. Technically speaking, mm-hmm. um, that's enough. But now you only have nine hundred thousand dollars after doing Barzal, Green, and Martin. <laughs> that's not enough
2: for Mike Hoffman,
3: even no. on a one-year deal.
2: No, you're right. It's uh, it's complicated. We gotta, we need some more dominoes to fall, Lou. Stop putting up barriers,
3: please. Which is just it, right? So like we're all waiting for something to happen, and rightfully so, because. Well, nothing is happening. What, what, what's the last thing the Islanders did? They traded future considerations for Dmitry Timishov which is great. That's still another player that needs to be signed. He's been <laughs> here for a week now, and he doesn't have a deal. I don't know what, like, what's the deal there. What are we figuring out with him? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, who, I don't know. I, I don't have any answers. I really don't. I feel like I'm and talking myself in circles.
3: Right, but that that's really it. That brings us to the main point, which is essentially the Iron Curtain around the Islanders. And and this is where I complain. I I don't care for the island, the iron curtain around the Islanders where nothing gets out or or we say nothing. Even if it even if you say, like, I don't know, we're talking to Timoshev and Contra and and, uh, discussions continue. That's something that's uh, give us anything, even just that. Right. Like, (laughs) I, I just don't care for the the cone of silence. Because that breeds discussion, that breeds rumors, that breeds everything else that like, what are we doing? I have lost faith. I'm shaking his decision making. Why is it taking so long? Right. Like, that's what happens. If you don't fill that void, people will fill it for you and they're going to fill it with whatever the hell they want.
2: Yeah, it's it's the Lou way, though, right? I mean, we this is what we signed up for, I guess.
3: Yeah, if if this is the the only problem with the Lou mola regime, hands up, I'll take it, for sure. It's just kind of annoying going like, well, like, you don't care for speaking to the media because you don't like rumors coming out. Well, guess what happens when you don't speak to the media? Rumors come out. And then you have to come out and play on the defense. Well, play offense. Play offense sometime, Lou. It works sometimes. Maybe not Doug Waite styles, but like, you know, bleed the two together. Maybe some Doug and some Barry at some point.
2: Yeah, there's a, there's a happy medium. There's room for both in some instances, no? <laughs> I assume so, right? Yeah, sure. So
3: that's just it. It's just looking at all these signings and going like, why can't we do anything? There's no reason for us not to. Even Tampa, who has no cap space to speak of, have made four signings. Yes. Excuse me, over the last two days. So <laughs> what are we doing here?
2: Yeah, it's... I know, I know. Shall we get to the prospects? I feel like we kind of talked ourselves in a circle there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, prospect report
3: for the week is kind of thin because a lot of prospects just aren't in action right now. Like Finland <laughs> is starting back up, so Russian played the other day. Uh, he registered a point, so that that's great. A primary assist on a goal, so like that's good. There we go. Um, but they're haven't played in a couple of days. Uh, I, I thought they're out until the twenty sixth, which is what they said, but. Turns out they were back before that. Uh, Even the coach I spoke to was like, we're probably going to be out longer. Nope. (laughs) That was weird.
2: Yeah, interesting. Okay.
3: Um, Sweden is not out, but uh, Robin Salo is out in Moscow right now playing for Team Finland uh, in the Channel 1 Cup, which I believe is done now. Um, It's a four-team tournament between Russia, Sweden, uh, Finland, obviously, in the Czech Republic, and Finland finished third. Salo, I, I, the stats are very limited, so I can't tell if he played a bunch of minutes for Finland or not.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, they, they barely have shot data in terms of like just like shots on goal or not per player. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't have much to go by, and it's not like those are televised. And if they are, they're very early in the morning here, and I, I just I'm not waking up early to do that. Fair. I'm just not. <laughs> I'll try to ask Robin Salo how it went. That's what I'm going to. There you go. That I'm is. Gonna tell comp- myself to do.
2: That is completely fair and justified. We will live with that. But I have been able to watch World Junior Hockey so far. Have you Have you watched any of it, Matt? I cannot say that I have. That's perfectly
3: fine. There's only been like four games anyways, and it's pre-tournament place. So it's not really the most important stuff. But, Matisse, I'm going to say this wrong, Rayanemi, okay. I, I want to say Rayanemi, but it's, the, that, it's a soft J and a basically silent A. So, Rayanemi... I think it okay. is by Yemi. There it is. Um, played for Team Finland. Uh, when the lineups came out, he was on the fourth pairing, the fourth defensive pairing. I would suspect that he bumps up when the tournament actually happens. So when I spoke to uh, Team Finland's GM, he said that uh, Matias is part of the team and his role will evolve as the tournament goes on. He played really well in that first game um, against... Why am I blanking on the team? Team USA, thank you for myself. Uh, They were playing against Team USA, and he didn't didn't play a ton of five-on-five minutes to start, but that progressed as the game went. Uh, He played on the PK. He didn't play on the five-on-three, though, um, but he played five-on-four PK, and he was really good. Really good, really solid. uh, Great stick work, getting the stick in shooting lanes, passing lanes, just making sure that, you know, reducing any opportunities possible. Sounds like an Islanders player already. Uh, used his size, but not enough, I felt like. like He's a 6'4", 200-pound guy uh, mm-hmm. in a tournament with kids. Uh, you, you'd think he would use it a bit more, but that wasn't the case. Uh, but I, I would expect him to grow uh, into the tournament and uh, have a, a better-than-just-depth guy role on the team.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, that would uh, be good to look forward to.
3: And for, for all of those who aren't sure who he is, he's a six-round pick from the Islanders this year. That's right, okay So that that's impressive already We haven't seen Simon Holmstrom yet Because Team Sweden is I think they just got released from quarantine Like yesterday uh, And before that they had, they had taken away All of Team Sweden and all of Team Germany's pre, uh, Pre-tournament games mm-hmm. So we're not going to see Team Sweden Until they hit the ice for and, and Simon Holmstrom For the actual tournament itself So we'll see what happens there I suspect he's going to be the third wing, a uh, third line right wing for Team Sweden. Okay. Um, so he might not like score a bucket of goals or a bucket of points, but he might like the the, the guy's got talent, mm-hmm. and um, we'll see what happens on the power play for them.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely, and that that's someone that I definitely want to keep a close eye on. Um, health is still my biggest concern with him, I think.
3: Right. I, I'm feeling that's less of a concern now. Like, he's played 50 some odd games this year. He still missed a few because of injury, but like, it wasn't anything serious, right? Like, it was, you know, I had a sore thumb or something like that type of thing.
2: Right. So, we'll see how he continues to develop there, but should have a nice role, like you said, on the third line.
3: Absolutely. So, we'll see what happens there. It's all about keeping the development going, right? And he hasn't <laughs> really stopped playing. Like, he had that period where no one was playing. But then he was right away on a flight to Sweden, basically, uh, and, and played uh, with Vita Hastin. So like, the, the kid hasn't really stopped playing since the Islanders drafted him.
2: No. So that's good.
3: Yeah. Last one I wanted to check in on or uh, tell everyone about was uh, Colin Adams. So he plays for the University of North Dakota Fighting Hawks. And that kid is on fire right now. Just lethal. He has... Uh, Four games in a row with a point. He's he registered two on the 19th. He has nine points on the season already, and I believe it's 10 games. Uh, he had a breakout year last year with 28 points in 35 games uh, for UND, who are arguably the third best team in NCAA hockey, like countrywide. Uh, and he's a second-line center for them. Mm-hmm. Absolute solid. Solid as a rock. Great play. Not, not big. He's 5'9". Um, 197 197 is he, he's solid right like yeah, yeah. not tall but solid but uh, good on the puck good shot uh sees the ice well and i believe he's a sixth round pick as well for the islanders i, I have to bring that up because I, I i forget the draft exactly where, where they picked him up i think it was 2016 okay but don't quote me on that i'm just pulling up now my internet is really slow uh, yes, 6th round pick, 2016, good job me, 170th overall. Okay. I would imagine by the end of the year that he is signed by the Islanders and he does not uh, become a free agent because he's a senior, right? So this is his 4th year, he yeah, could yeah. become a free agent and I would imagine if he gets to free agency, someone's going to pick him up.
2: Interesting, okay, so that's definitely someone to keep an eye on in, in terms of getting a contract too. absolutely. Uh, and I, I said last one, but I, I, I'm just having
3: thoughts in my head here with Reese sure. Newkirk, who plays for the Portland Winterhawks, is on loan to the Melville Millionaires in the SJHL. Neither of them are playing right now. Um, we found out that the CHL might not play this year. It's possible they will. I think it's delayed until February 5th, but they're having some reticence there. They're not sure if they're going to get back to the ice. And if that is the case... OHL or CHL players may become eligible to play in the AHL. For the Islanders, they have a guy by the name of Reese Newkirk playing for, like I said, the Portland Winterhawks. Um, Really good player, solid player, um, putting up a bucket of points, had 65 points in 55 games last year for the Portland Winterhawks and had 12 points already this year in six games for the Melville Millionaires. He's a fifth-round pick last year, or sorry, two years ago in 2019. Um, so he's not of age to play in the AHL yet. He's only 19. But if, like I said, the a- the CHL doesn't continue this year, he might be able to play in the AHL, which might be a good thing for the Islanders who might fill a taxi squad spot with someone who they would you know, probably would have kept at the AHL It'd and be might be okay to backfill that.
2: Yeah, 100%. You took the words out of my mouth when I, I was going to say that, you know, there probably are going to be some guys on that taxi squad who they were maybe initially anticipating getting here or, you know, having to play in the AHL that are, are not going to be available. So like you said, that would make sense. I, I agree with you on that for sure. So, But
3: we'll see. Like, that that might not happen. It's just it's a possibility that I saw floated around. Uh, that would be certainly interesting. I, I, As far as I understand, he's the only one that isn't either either or he's Sorry, he's the only one in our uh, reserve system. Uh, So guys that we've drafted that we still have the rights to uh, that is playing in a Canadian Hockey League uh, uh, for a Canadian Hockey League team and drafted from a Canadian Hockey League team. Uh, So that's the only one really that 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 rule affects.
2: Okay, interesting. So good to know, though. That's it for
3: prospects. Again, we have a ton of prospects, like but nothing really going on uh, or nothing huge to report uh, from Islanders prospects. Some of them are playing for NCAA. Just follow along on
2: my Twitter. I tweet it every day whenever they're playing. Absolutely. Follow along at TLO Mitch over there. Some great updates on the prospects. Thank you, as always, Mitch. Shall we get to the quiz? Let's go. I'm I don't ready? hear the music. You don't? No. It's going, I promise.
3: Okay, fine. Anyway, I don't need to hear it. It's distracting anyway. So, this is episode <laughs> 175 of the New York, uh, the Eyes on Isles podcast. My God, see, I don't hear it. and It throws me right off. I'm sorry. Uh, it's fine. It's not your fault. It's my fault. As you know, listener, every week we do the same thing where I ask Matt five questions and each question is a clue revealing a New York Islanders player. This week we're, as I said, episode 175. So, it has to revolve around that, Matt. Are you ready to guess what player this is? Let's do it. Clue number one. I was a 58th overall pick in 1999 by the Montreal Canadiens. That should already give it away. I don't think so, but...
2: No. Okay, You've gotten them on the first before. Yeah. Two.
3: I played for the Isles, Sharks, and Senators, but I never played for the Montreal Canadiens.
2: Islanders, Sharks, and Senators. (sighs) Okay, next. My most productive season
3: was in 2009-10 when I scored 11 points for the Ottawa Senators. Okay, next. I've been an assistant coach for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers since 2016. I feel like I should know this, but I don't know. All right. Last one. Uh, there, there's a few. I, I rolled it in a few. Uh, anyways, you'll see. Okay. I was a right hand defenseman with 149 penalty minutes in 2014. My last point came on November 27th, 2013, as a primary assist on a John Tavares goal. And this player and you share a first name Matt. Okay. Matt Donovan? No. no,
2: no, no. Who the hell is it? This is
3: Cartner.
2: Oh, I forgot he existed. Tall,
3: right, like six five, I think he is, even. Yeah. So like not really exactly the guy that plays for Team Finland that looks exactly yeah. like you, but you know, kinda tall.
2: Yeah, definitely kinda tall. Okay, I forgot
3: that I forgot about him. I really did. He played seventy five games for the Islanders. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Wow. And again, okay. his last point came in twenty thirteen, so yeah, All that's, right.
2: that's been seven years already. Holy smokes. Almost eight. <laughs> God, geez. Way to feel old right there. Yep, absolutely. So with that, shall we get to the social segment, Mitch? Yes, sir. All right. Let's see what's going around on Isles Twitter. Mitch, what do you got for us? Uh, my first one comes from Did the Isles Win?
3: Uh, this is at Did the Isles. Uh, did the Isles, sorry. And so it's really just a check, like, did they win or not? But they tweeted out on... Uh, December 18th saying the $600 stimulus check and then hashtag Isles and it's a picture of Brian Strait. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is perfect. That is, that's topical Islanders meme on top of that. We love that.
3: I, I thought that was, I'm not American, so like, I, but I get
2: the whole $600 stimulus thing.
3: Um, I, I get the, everything around that. So I thought that was funny.
2: That's amazing. Love that. Uh, what do you got? My, my first one comes from EJ Raddick, who had mm-hmm. his East Division rankings. And uh, he has the Islanders at number one. How about that? Some love from the NHL. I, you don't see that every day. But honestly,
3: like when the Islanders are healthy, they play well against basically everyone in this
2: division. They really do for the most part yeah maybe I would say not Boston but as we've mentioned on this show and others they uh, are getting a little older and lost a couple of pieces while they to me in my mind I would say are are still the front runner just based on experience until proven otherwise um I, I definitely think at worst you could put the Islanders four at the absolute worst
3: yes absolutely Islanders four in this division uh first I can see it for sure like when the Islanders were on their game, they were they decimated everyone. Of course, we saw it mm. happen this year. Um, but like, the, there was a tweet from um, uh, I'm going to call him Sean Paul, but it's not exactly Sean Paul. Sean I, I'm Paul, sorry. <laughs> not that,
2: not that like, Sean like Paul. Like blue. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> uh, it's, it's a guy who do tabulates and uh, stats online, and he for the top eight teams in, in the NHL and by top 8 by a top 8 based off points percentage the Islanders played them the best. They went a 13-6-3 against the top 8 teams which were Boston, Tampa, Colorado, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Washington, St. Louis and Vegas. They were the best team against those teams last year. Right. Most of those teams are in the Islanders division, right? Pittsburgh, Philly, Washington, Boston. That's 4 of the 8. Take the Islanders out. There's three other teams in there. And we're talking about New Jersey, which shouldn't be very good this year. Buffalo, who knows? And uh, I'm, I'm missing someone here. Who am I missing? The Rangers. Who the could, Rangers, you, know, there you go. Could have our number or could very much not.
2: Now, last year, they did. The, the four or five years prior, not so much.
3: Right. So it's possible. Which kind of leads me into my, my second one here from sure. Sean Tierney at Charting Hockey. And he tweeted out a 2021 NHL season simulation and he did it for every team. And, and, but he did it. He did range. He just didn't say like the Islanders will finish with 91 points. He showed the range in, in possibilities based off of his simulations and kind of like added the fader to say like uh, the median of results ends here and then rank them accordingly. But if you look at the Islanders fader, it's it huge. is it, it goes all the way. It's I don't know if it's the one that goes the furthest, but it, it's second. So it's either Colorado with the, the highest possibility and then the Islanders, which tells you everything you need to know about uh, statistical modeling, right? Like they, they come up with a number, but the number is is, is the uh, the median result, right? It's not the best result. It's not the worst result. It's in the middle, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But the Islanders swing. It could go either way, which tells you exactly what you need to know about the Islanders is they don't really know how to grade them properly because the Islanders on paper don't look great until you look at the record and you go like, this is the seventh best team in the league. When they're healthy, they destroy people.
2: Right. That we've had, this is the same game we've been playing for the last two years. Now, this is nothing new. We, we know that That's they don't true. usually tend to do well in these uh, simulations and stuff like that.
3: Right. Cause on paper, you look at their, their um, just their roster and you go like, there's nothing really impressive here. Like yes, Matthew Barzell on page with 72 points last year. Cool. Cool. But like then it falls off a cliff after that. You have Barzell, Nelson, mm. Right then you have a bunch of 40 to 50 point guys. That's not great. But as we know, the Islanders don't rely on one guy putting up 90 points in a year and carrying them into the playoffs. They rely on everyone doing their part and making sure the other team doesn't score does goals. Score. Yeah, Which, as far as I know, is also important to the game of hockey.
2: Uh, yes, but I think it tends to get overlooked by some people too.
3: uh, To be fair, it's hard to to, to get an analysis of that and figure out, like, how can we put that on paper to show the value of what the Islanders do? Like, we could say shot suppression, cool, but, like, it's hard to quantify that consistently and model it out. Which is what I'm trying to get to here is that they clearly have not no idea, but have a hard time reconciling what the Islanders are and what the Islanders do to give an accurate portrayal of what the Islanders will be.
2: Yeah, I think that's a completely that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah,
3: because they could be league leading, but they could also maybe not. And we we saw that in the second half, right? Like the, the 20, 2020 season put that perfectly. When they were healthy, they were just steamrolling everyone. But the second they got injured, forget it. It's done.
2: True. I feel like that's most teams though too.
3: True, but like not as cataclysmic as the Islanders, right? Like they went on a seventeen-game point streak, and then they just went on like basically a seventeen-game losing streak.
2: Just about, it felt that way. Uh, my next one's from Garrison Gross on Twitter, and it's a video of her son getting a FaceTime call from none other than our captain, Anders Lee. Now, her son Alexander is fighting off cancer. Is there a better represent? of the New York Islanders and Anders Lee uh, it's very difficult for me to find someone else who who does it better he's a great captain no
3: it, it really is it really shows that it's not just about the jersey it's about the community Um, and, and this this is incredible to see obviously for uh, the, all the obvious reasons like y- you love to see people fighting and fighting hard getting not just recognition but getting the support from everyone around them including um, people that they look up to like Anders Lee like that that's incredible that that for someone who's who's fighting as hard as he's fighting getting yep. that little boost of like we're here with you i i could only imagine does the soul a lot of good it does everyone a lot of good but i could only imagine the recipient and like he had no idea that was coming right so no. like to that that surprise and then just like feeling that for Days, weeks, hours, months, years afterwards, mm-hmm. incredible. It feels me with a bunch of like warmth. I can only in my like co- like cold dead heart. So like I can only imagine what it's doing to that that very brave and courageous gentleman.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely can't can't say enough good things about Anders Lee, and obviously best of luck to Alexander. Keep fighting, buddy. you're doing a great job. Absolutely, yeah. Definitely. My God, I'm a loss of words for people who who
3: go battle cancer. My mom went through it and like to see her with this like a smiling face constantly was wow. Eye opening. Mm -hmm. It was eye opening. Absolutely. Anything else, Mitch? My last one here is from Tony M, new Ro Tony on Twitter. It says, see attached my artistic representation of Matthew Barzell's new contract. It's a blank sheet on which he'll write a dollar value in a number of years and then it will be signed by <laughs> Luigi Lamarello.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing.
3: Uh it, it really has to be. Like of course yeah. there's gonna be negotiations, but like seven million dollars is as much as they can do. So it's like give us your number up to seven and we will it's say okay. Seven.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um that that's funny though. That's that's probably how it should go <laughs> in a perfect world.
3: Yeah, and it's clearly not. There's going to be other things incentivized in that deal, I would imagine. Um, but like, we'll we'll see what what happens there. But like, this deal has to happen soon for for, for no better reason. Just I want I want to enter the Christmas period, which starts tomorrow, um, knowing Matthew Barzal sign. signed. Not that I again, like I said earlier, not that I think he's going to go anywhere. He's got nowhere to go, uh, or that he wants to leave. It just it would make me feel good. That's all.
2: No, absolutely. So. Um, with that, we're just going to do a couple of plugs before we go. So wherever you are listening to this show, please make sure to subscribe, give a rating and review. That really helps us out a lot. We appreciate all the love and support all year round from you. You could also follow along with us on social media at Eyes on Isles FS on Twitter. My Twitter is Matt O'Leary NY and Mitch is over at TLO Mitch facebook facebook.com slash eyes on you could also download our app the eyes on Isles app for iphone or android or visit the website eyes on and uh, maybe check out the patreon patreon.com slash eyes on gets you a bunch of uh bonus content for five bucks a month it's a lot of fun right mitch
3: a lot of fun daily content we're about to do the mailbag there are 22 questions in the mailbag today Matt. oh boy it's going to be a good one uh, just before the Christmas period. Everyone's in this uh, the season of giving, and they're giving us questions, and I love it. Love that.
2: So that's going to do it for us on episode 175. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Matt O'Leary. He's Mitch Anderson, and we'll talk to you next
0: time.